This is an ABC podcast. Hello, this is Coronacast, a daily podcast all about the coronavirus. I'm health reporter Tegan Taylor. And I'm physician and journalist Dr Norman Swan. It's Monday the 13th of September 2021. And Norman, in the past few months, we've gotten used to AstraZeneca, we've gotten used to our other friend Pfizer, and there's a new friend coming to join the gang as of, I think, this week, Moderna. Uh, Another COVID vaccine, another really highly efficacious or effective COVID vaccine, but perhaps because we haven't had it in Australia yet and we've spent so much time talking about Pfizer and AstraZeneca, it wouldn't be a bad idea for us to just recap on who Moderna is and what it's all about. Moderna is a US biotech company, a fairly young biotech company, and they've developed the similar technology to Pfizer, which is mRNA. And to remind you what mRNA technology is, it wraps up a bundle of a genetic message, and that's directly injected into the body, and then goes into cells to tell the cells to produce the spike protein. And just to remind you about the safety of that, this is just imitating what the virus does, but in a much safer way than the virus. So you've got a really dirty virus coming in to the when you get infected with COVID-19. And what the virus does is it tells the genetic machinery of your cell to produce more COVID-19. The virus, yeah. Which is very nasty, has all sorts of effects on the blood vessels, the lungs, the brain, and everywhere else. But all Moderna and Pfizer do is that they have the genetic message, just produce the little spike protein on the surface of the COVID-19 virus, because that's how it gets into the body. And that's what it does. So it's a very pure way of, of creating um, a genetic message. Now, the similarities between Pfizer and Moderna is that they have almost an identical safety profile. The difference between Pfizer and Moderna is Moderna actually might create a deeper immune response. And that's because it contains more mRNA in the vaccine. So it's a higher dose vaccine than Pfizer. So what seems to happen with Moderna is that it creates a bigger antibody response. Also, Moderna's four weeks apart rather than three weeks apart. And increasingly, people are beginning to realize that that what they might have done with Pfizer is too low a dose of mRNA, too close together, which may be why the immunity is waning. And Moderna seems to give you um, a bit of a better immune response. I mean, this isn't to chuck Pfizer out, though. That in in the real world trials that they're doing, it they seem to have a pretty similar level of um, effectiveness, right? They do, which is upwards of ninety percent, ninety five percent protection against um, serious complications, hospitalization, ICU, and death. So they both do that incredibly well, as indeed does AstraZeneca. But it may well be that Moderna lasts a bit longer. So we need to see that. Yeah, don't throw out your Pfizer appointment in favour of Moderna. They're pretty much neck and neck. One prediction I might make is that Moderna internationally, you know, well into 2022, might turn out to be the booster of, of choice. But you never know what happens. So Moderna has been uh, approved in Australia, similar to Pfizer for people aged 12 years and over. It's going to be in pharmacies. It's going to be really easy to get from the next couple of weeks. And I think over the next three months, we're getting about 10 or so million doses of it. So it's going to be up there with with the others in terms of the proportion of the population that are going to be covered by this particular vaccine. And it's still absolutely true that the best vaccine to get is the one that's available. And, you know, bouquet and bouquets for Victoria. Victoria has done an amazing job um, with AstraZeneca through its state clinics. It's It beats New South Wales on AstraZeneca dosing, and it certainly leaves behind Western Australia and Queensland. So Victoria's done a great job with AstraZeneca. 
So just on vaccines and their names, we had someone asking why we haven't been calling AstraZeneca Vaxevria, which is the uh, name that it announced a couple of weeks ago. It's what it's called internationally, to which I sort of thought, well, we actually don't call any of the vaccines that we're getting in Australia by their actual trade names. Yeah, well, we actually, in our other podcast program, The Health Report, that you and I do, we actually have a policy, which is that in general for medications, we do not use the brand name. We use what's called the generic name. And the reason for that is that, first of all, there will be, uh, eventually there will be generics for a given medication, and generics will be just as effective as the brand name. And also you are essentially feeding into the marketing of a particular drug, which you don't want to do. So you, you want to talk about the, the real name. We still do talk about them by their by the company name, though. Like, it's not really that much of a step. You are correct to pick me up on this, because if we were to go with the generic name for, say, Astra, we'd be saying Chad 26. <laughs> and if we were going for the Pfizer one, we'd be going, well, there's a, there's a code B&T name for something. It's 6117 or something like that. And Moderna, I have no idea what the, the generic, you know, Moderna will have its own generic name. So we are uh, mea culpa, mea culpa, mea maxima culpa, <laughs> or it shouldn't be me. I've forgotten what the Latin is for our, but the, um, you know, I'd like to share this around, Tegan. <laughs> so we're, we're not doing either, but it's just simpler this way. And I don't particularly want to feed into brand names. So we know that Pfizer is Cominati and AstraZeneca is Vaxevria. What's Moderna? Spikevax. Ooh, I actually really like that. Yeah, straight into the arms. Spikevax. <laughs> But while we are talking about vaccine brand names and that sort of thing, a lot of people have been very rightly wanting to make informed decisions about what they're putting into their bodies and asking questions about that. And we have a question from uh, Melinda who's saying that she knows a couple of people who aren't getting vaccinated because they're waiting for Novavax. And she's worried about them because, as you just said, Norman, the best vaccine to get is the one that you can get today when we're in an outbreak as we are. So, look, you could be waiting for a while for, no- for Novavax. They have been having trouble uh, manufacturing, getting manufacturing approval for scale up from the Food and Drug Administration. Uh, so they've struggled with that. They're a relatively young biotech company as well. And the technology there is that it's a protein-based vaccine, so you inject the spike protein in, and they've got this immune stimulant that they attach it to, which is uh, probably the tricky bit in attaching the virus to the to the stimulant and getting that right at, at bulk. Um, I think l- last week they were saying that they've solved those problems and they expect to be able to supply the market. But the bottom line with, uh, with Novavax is that it's not really much different performance-wise, particularly from Pfizer and Moderna, there's no reason to wait for it. Just get the uh, whatever is available, Astra, Pfizer, Moderna, into your arm. Get the second dose as soon as you're able to or you're allowed to. You're so we're covered. I thought we weren't using brand names anymore, Norman. Please call it NVX-COV2373 from now on. Oh, okay, you'll just have to fix me up with my dementia there every time I have to say it. Another question that we've had from a GP who's been getting a lot of questions about this, Dr. Lin is saying, please talk about the COVID effect on pregnancy. I am a GP with vaccine-hesitant patients. New study, relatively new study out on miscarriages from the United States, um, studying the rate of miscarriages. It's a, really quite, it's a very good study, very large study, showing that there's... This is after vaccination, not after the actual disease itself. That's right. And there's no increased risk of uh, spontaneous, what's called the technical term spontaneous abortion equals miscarriage. 
after Pfizer and Moderna because of small, small numbers of doses of Astra in their sample, because it was a United States sample. They couldn't comment on Astra, but the British data on Astra is pretty solid in terms of no increased risk of spontaneous abortion or miscarriage. So that's, that's really good. How does the disease uh, manifest in pregnant people then? Well, the disease is worse. So if you are, it's a bit like influenza. You do not want to catch influenza when you are pregnant. So at whatever whatever the season is, you should be immunized against influenza. And it turns out to be the same for COVID-19. Women who get COVID-19 who are pregnant do worse. And that's why pregnancy is now a high priority condition, if you like, if you want to call pregnancy a condition for getting immunized. You do not want to get COVID-19 while you're pregnant. And a question from Jackie Norman saying uh, they're relying so much on us for reliable information now that the New South Wales presses are no longer on, which we'll talk about in a second. But the real question from Jackie is, will Norman go back to the gym at 70% fully vaccinated? The short answer to that is not on your nelly. Ha! Excuses is what I'm hearing. (laughs) Quite probably. Well, I've got this new seven-minute workout app, which I'm doing at home, which I'm quite happy with at the moment. And I've got myself 10 kilo weights. But the, um, no, I I just don't trust the 70% opening in New South Wales. I think it's too early. I think once we get to 80 or 90%, New South Wales, which is where I live, then I might be more likely to go back. But at 70%, I just think opening up is very, very risky in New South Wales. And we will come back to that in future coronacasts. Yeah. And that 11am presser has been a real uh, feature, a a real stalwart of the last few months. I don't know what I'm going to do over my cup of tea now at 11 o'clock in the morning. But we're going to try our best to bring you the information that you need that maybe you were looking to those presses to uh, to provide uh, because, of course, New South Wales Health will still be bringing out that information. It just won't be in that live format. And Victoria and the ACT, we have not forgotten about you. And congratulations to New Zealand, who seem to be turning things around. Here's hoping at least. Well, that's all we've got time for on today's Coronacast. We'll be back in your feed tomorrow. In the meantime, leave us a question at abc.net.au slash coronacast. See you on the morrow. <laughs> See you then. Mm-hmm.